The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A loving wife and a well-respected pharmacist at nowhere else but the Mayo Clinic dies unexpectedly. What happened? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Crime Stories and on Sirius XM 111, trying to figure out what happened to Betty Bowman, healthy as a horse, and then suddenly, bam, gone just like that of natural causes. Let's just start at the beginning. Take a listen to this. On August 21st, 2023, the Southeast Minnesota Medical Examiner's Office alerted the Rochester Police Department to the suspicious death of Betty Bowman. She died on August 20th, and the medical examiner's office had to halt a cremation order after learning of possible suspicious circumstances. According to court records, the medical examiner's office received a call from CGK, a female friend of the Bowmans. Huh. Okay, so just because a friend calls the hospital suddenly, everything's off? Um, again, thank you for being with us here at Crime Stories. We're taking a very close look at the death of a 32-year-old Mayo Clinic pharmacist who suddenly dies. Now, when she goes in to the hospital, she's perfectly fine in the weeks leading up to that. But then how does everything go so horribly wrong? And, and I want to go first to Karen Stark joining us, renowned psychologist joining us out of Manhattan, uh, TV radio trauma expert. You can find her at KarenStark.com, and that's spelled Karen with a C. Karen, I think the shock of someone dying young and unexpectedly, it's a whole different thing than when someone is in the hospital or they're elderly, I guess in a way, even though there's no way to ever be ready to say goodbye to somebody you love. And I know that whether they die of old age or like my fiance is murdered in his twenties unexpectedly, there's no good way to say goodbye to somebody you love. But when it's sudden and unexpected, that adds a whole nother layer to the process of getting through it. You have the right words. I don't. I'm just a, a lawyer. You, you explain, Karen Stark. Oh, bringing up your fiance, Nancy, that's a great example because... Karen, just because of you, you remember I gave up coffee, you know, when the, I was pregnant with the twins? Because of you and your analysis of all of these murders, I've gone back to the hard stuff. I'm back on coffee. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> but when you're talking about trauma, 
this is a great example because the, the family, the friends, the people that were close to her, they had more trouble getting over something like this. You don't ever get over losing somebody that you love. But when it's traumatic like this, when someone is healthy and described as being somebody that loved people, had all this energy, and then overnight enters the hospital and they did in a few days, they just, they're gone. That leaves you with something that you can't stop thinking about. It stays, it's indelible, it's etched into you. And it takes so much work to be able to even live your life normally again without obsessing about what could have happened. What did I do wrong? Why didn't I say something? How am I responsible even though you're not? It really affects people in a very strong way because it's not, it's really like out of left field. You know, another thing about that, Karen Stark, sometimes I I, I have such a huge long to-do list every day. Sometimes I forget some of them. Not often, but sometimes, but I remember it distinctly every word that was said when I learned Keith had been murdered because when I found out he had passed away, see, it's hard for me to still say dead. Um, I thought that there had been a car crash. I didn't really know what had happened and a period of time passed. And then I found out he was murdered. And I remember the pastor at my little Methodist church. I said, what happened? And he went, he was murdered. I remember the entire conversation verbatim. Now, how can that be, Karen, when I can forget a to-do list? Because what happens when you get that kind of news, Nancy, it's, it's kind of like a movie that plays in your head. You remember everything that was said to you and what you, and it's just, it becomes stuck because it's just so unexpected and it's not anything, there's no script for it. Your whole life story changes. Joining me in addition to Karen Stark, and again, you can find her at KarenStark.com. And I want to tell you, we have not only been colleagues for many, many years. We spent hours sitting together in the dark of a court TV studio watching trials live. We did. That's how I met Karen Stark at court TV. Third Avenue, New York, when I did live trial coverage every single day. And she would get up and come to the morning shift with me. I'd be there at 7 a.m. Uh, guys, we're talking about a 32-year-old young woman who suddenly kills over in the hospital. There's really no good way to put that. Joining me right now, out of Rochester, Charles Kelly, reporter and anchor, KTTC News. Um, Charles, this woman was actually beloved you know people actually get attached to their pharmacist i got attached to our pharmacist and even the checkout person at i think it was the walgreens when the twins were first born because we were there so much charles kelly we were there like between the two of them every third day getting something for them and they knew us and we knew them and their families because we saw them all the time. And that's the way this woman, Betty Bowman, was. She was actually beloved at the Mayo Clinic. I mean, and Charles Kelly, can you get any better than the Mayo Clinic? Really? No, the world-renowned Mayo Clinic. That is that is what Rochester is very much known for. It is world-renowned. It is. And they don't hire just any schlump off the streets. So this woman had to be super smart and at the top of her game. And now she's killing over guys. Take a listen to our friends at CrimeOnline.com. Born and raised in Wichita, Kansas, Betty Bowman is the kind of woman people like to call a friend. She's smart, loyal, and exceptionally thoughtful. She graduated from the University of Kansas School of Pharmacy with a pharmaceutical doctorate and completed residency at Stormont Vale Hospital in Topeka, Kansas. Betty and Connor Bowman got married in May of 2021 and lived in Rochester, Minnesota, where Betty worked as a hospital pharmacist while Connor went through internal medicine residency. Hold on right there. Wait, is this another case of the wife putting the husband through medical school, Jackie? Is that what happened? Charles Kelly, did she put him through medical school while she worked as a pharmacist? I just know they, they both are very well-educated medical experts, but um, she got she was in medical school and then... Not sure what the timeline is with uh, their schooling. Well, I know she got a doctorate 
completed her residency in Topeka. They get married 2021. Betty worked as a pharmacist while he went through his residency. I guess they met somewhere along the way in studies. She went all the way to get her doctorate. So, you know, let me throw this out to Dr. Lyle D. Burgoon, president, CEO of Raptor Farm and Tox, fellow of the Academy of Toxicological Sciences, Critical Science Podcast. Wow. You're a toxicology expert. How do you have time to do all that, Dr. Lyle? Don't answer that. That was rhetorical. <laughs> Dr. Lyle Burgoon, I'm going to call you Dr. Lyle if that's okay. Yep. Dr. Lyle, just a personal note on pharmacy uh, studies. When I went to college, I said, Mom, what should I be? She said, be a pharmacist. You'll always have a job. I'm like, okay, I'll be a pharmacist. I <laughs> did not take chemistry in high school. It wasn't required. So I go to college to be a pharmacist, and I looked up. I didn't even know what the elements were. I'm like, what is that? Then I found out I was supposed to already know all that. Needless to say, I fainted in the first lab when I smelled all the chemicals. (laughs) Hey, going to an autopsy or a crime scene, no problem. No problem. I don't care how many dead bodies are in there. But that chemistry lab, I passed out. Anyway, needless to say, I did not do well at that. So I have my hat off to anybody that can, you know, fight their way through. It's like walking down Fifth Avenue through chewing gum, getting through all that chemistry. So what do you have to do to get a doctor? I'm trying to find out about this woman. I want to know everything I can find out. What do you know? Yeah, so to get a doctorate in uh, pharmaceutical sciences, or uh, uh, hers is probably a doctorate of uh, pharmacy, or actually pharmaceutical sciences too. Did you just say you're a pharmaceutical, what? You're a pharmaceutical scientist? What did you just say? Oh, I'm a pharmacologist, uh, which is kind of related. So I can't dispense drugs like a pharmacist can, but, um, you know, when I was in grad school, we would study drugs and chemicals and how they do things. And then uh, we would turn around and we would actually teach uh, in the, well, we'd have a pharmacy program where I was, but we would teach in the medical schools and the pharmacy schools. And where were you, by the way? I was at Michigan State University. Oh, that's a great school. It is. Love it. So this woman really, again, is at the top of her game and beloved. And all of her coworkers talk about how thoughtful she was. Had a traditional upbringing in Kansas, in Wichita, beloved by her family. Can you imagine that phone call? Everything's fine one day and the next day she's dead. So let's get down to it. What happened? Take a listen to our friend Dave Mack. At just 32 years old, Betty Bowman passes away from a sudden onset autoimmune and infectious illness. Family and friends are shocked. Betty Bowman was suffering from what seemed like food poisoning, gastrointestinal distress and dehydration when she was admitted at the Mayo Clinic St. Mary's Hospital on August 16th. But her condition didn't get better. She took a turn for the worse with heart problems, fluid buildup in her lungs, and the removal of part of her colon after it was discovered it contained necrotic tissue. This before she died from organ failure. Okay, that was like drinking from the fire hydrant. Nancy. That was a lot of information. Is that Dale Carson? Yeah, it is. You know, this is something we're Okay, well, I just want to point out that Dale Carson is a veteran trial lawyer, a high-profile lawyer out of Jacksonville. He knows nothing about pharmacology. He's not a medical doctor, yet he's interrupting the doctors and the, the toxicologists. Okay, I can't wait to hear this. Go ahead, Dale Carson. That's why I was an FBI agent, because I sometimes... That's Right. No more than a lot of other people, right? And he's certainly never been accused of being modest. Go ahead. There you go. She was at Mayo Clinic. She's a doctor at Mayo Clinic. She got the best care in the world immediately. Those people love one another when they're in practice together. So it's not like she got reduced medical care. She got the world's premium medical care. And it's a wonder she didn't survive. It's a wonder. I got to tell you, my mom, when my mom was having a lot of difficulties, and it, Jackie, it was during Dancing with the Stars, so there's already stress. Plus, I was working full time. Plus, I had the twins living in a little bitty apartment. And in the middle of all this, my mom, who was with me, got ill, and we rushed her out from L.A. across the country to the Mayo Clinic, and they were amazing. So what you just said, Dale Carson, was dead on. 
Absolutely. If you, if you can't, the Mayo Clinic can't help you. Nobody can help you. So all of a sudden she dies. And I need to speak to Dr. Lyle Bragoon again. Dr. Lyle, well, what does this mean? So she goes in for, what do you say, food poisoning. Mm-hmm. And suddenly she has part of her colon removed. It contained necrotic tissue. Now, necro, that means dead, necrophiliac. Mm -hmm. What is necrotic tissue in your colon? It's exactly as you said. It's dead tissue. Basically, that part of of the large intestine just died for some reason. Okay, wait a minute. Food poisoning, and suddenly your tissue in your body is dead. See, I've been to a lot of autopsies, Dr. Lyle, but I've never heard. They go in and they find dead tissue in your body. How do you get dead tissue? So usually what happens in, in you know, if we see dead tissue, it's uh, you have a lack of oxygen. So the, the blood flow to the area has stopped. Um you know, one of the things that you might see if you if you just came out of, a, of an intestinal surgery of some kind, maybe an appendix uh, removal or something like that. Um, one of the things that they're concerned about is that the intestines will actually loop around themselves and create a knot. And what that'll do is that'll stop all the blood flow to a part of your intestine. So uh, that's why they're really happy if you're actually passing gas and able to, uh, you know, uh, poop, for lack of a better word. Uh, they're, they're excited because it means that you haven't you don't have any knots in your intestine. Because if you do, what will happen is the blood flow will stop, the tissue there will die, and yeah, it becomes necrotic. Yeah, okay, I'm understanding what you're saying. A lot is making sense now. After my dad, he had three open-heart surgeries, plus countless others. He had, you know, stents. He had the, as I call it, the roto-reader, cleaning out your arteries. He had his karate artery, everything done. And uh, he exercised. He was not overweight. He ate a strict heart diet. He just had a bad, bad heart. Long story short, he has three open heart surgeries. One of the first questions they ask, and I'm looking over at Jackie, is, did he poop yet? I'm like, at the time, of course, one of the times I was a high schooler, one of the times I was in law school, every time I'm like, that I don't know. Um, But what does that have to do with his heart? You just made perfect sense, and you answered a very mysterious question. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. 
Order online at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zyn 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Trying to figure out why this woman has dead tissue and she just went in the hospital for food poisoning. Okay, l- let's hear more from Crime Stories investigative reporters. While Betty Bowman was in the hospital, Connor Bowman suggested she was suffering from a very rare illness referred to as HLH. Tests were done for HLH, but they were inconclusive. Regardless of the facts, Connor Bowman told multiple people his wife died from HLH and even included HLH as a cause of death in her obituary. Okay, let me understand what is HLH. I'm going to be the brave one on this panel. Hemophagocytic. Go, mm, hemophagocytic. Hemophagocytic. Phagocytic. Hemophagocytic lymphohistiocytosis. I think is what HLH is. But Charles Kelly, what is HLH? HLH is a rare illness, and it's an uh, it's like an autoimmune disorder. Ah, is that right, Dr. Lyle? Autoimmune disorder. Yeah, that's exactly right. So she goes in with food poisoning, and she dies of autoimmune disorder. But wait a minute, tests were done for HLH at the urging of her husband, who identified her ailment as HLH. And the result was inconclusive. Okay, let's hear more. On August 14th, Betty Bowman told a friend that she had a few days off work and was looking forward to hanging out. Betty Bowman and her friend were texting each other in the evening when Betty told him she was at home with Connor Bowman. The next morning, Betty Bowman texted the same friend that she was sick, could not sleep at all because she felt so ill. She told the friend that she thought it was a drink she had the night before that caused her illness because it was mixed in a large smoothie. Okay, right there. I may not know how to pronounce HLH. I may not know about pharmacological studies, but I do know when you are given a large smoothie and you suddenly become so sick that you go into the hospital and die, my spidey senses are up. I want to go now to another special guest. Robin Drake is joining us. Behavior expert, former FBI special agent, like Dale Carson, now lawyer. Drake, FBI counterintelligence behavioral analysis program, author of Sizing People Up, a veteran FBI agent's manual for behavior prediction, which is incredible. I love the part of that title. Manual for Behavior Prediction is dead on, Robin Drake. Robin Drake, so much is happening surrounding the diagnosis of Betty Bowman. And I don't know that we really get a clear COD, cause of death, on Betty. But so far, I don't like that she drinks something. And then the last time I had food poisoning, and I rarely get it, I've got a cast iron stomach. I was in Vegas because I was spying on the children. (laughs) They had a class trip to the Grand Canyon. This was in the eighth grade. Of course, I knew up here that they were going to be fine. But in case anything went wrong, I wanted to be nearby instead of on the other side of the country. So flew to Vegas with David, my husband. And even though they were all out in the Grand Canyon, I just wanted to be near them in case they somehow had a problem. While there... I ate at a sushi restaurant, never gotten sick off sushi, but that night I was sick, 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 in through the next day. But I didn't end up dead in the hospital from bad sushi. I want you to hear this, Robin Drake. Listen. It is stated that Connor Bowman told the medical examiner's office that his wife should be cremated immediately and argued that her death was natural. Bowman attempted to cancel the autopsy, claiming Betty Bowman did not want to be a cadaver. During the same time, 
Connor Bowman was corresponding via email with one of the death investigators with the medical examiner's office and asking the investigator if the toxicology analysis being completed would be more thorough than the analysis typically done at the hospital. Bowman also asked for a list of what was specifically going to be tested for. Mm -mm. Number one, I see a big fat lie. Just because you have an autopsy doesn't mean you're going to be used as a, a cadaver, a dead body at a medical school. That, that's not what that means. People have autopsies all the time, and they are put to rest in the family plot. So by saying, no, 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 I don't want an autopsy, she never wanted to be a cadaver, those two, it's a non sequitur. They don't follow each other. Okay, right there, Jareek, right there, I got a problem. You want to rush somebody to cremation. In my world, that's a red flag. Maybe not in other people's worlds, but in my world, that's a problem. And then when you start sniffing around, trying to find out what drug panels were run, what toxicology panels were run on your dead wife's body in the hospital, and how does that compare to what's going to be done at the medical examiner's office, I definitely smell a rat drink. I'm with you, Nancy. You know, when we're looking at human behavior, we, as human beings, we do a really, really good job of establishing patterns and routines of the people around us, of ourselves. You highlighted yourself with your own food poisoning. You could readily identify what it was because it deviated from what you normally have and you had a reaction to it. And so what his behavior was doing was deviating from a pattern and her death deviated from her entire lifestyle so her friends and family are really the heroes here, as well as the medical examiner that clearly highlighted that this is really unusual and that his behavior is also highly unusual. So there's lots of deviations and people stood up and said something. I like what you said about deviations because I rarely, where's some wood to knock on, get sick. My husband, who is 6'3", he claims to weigh 250 pounds. I don't know if that's real or not former football player, blah, blah, blah. He actually has a very delicate system. He's constantly sniffing and sneezing and claiming hay fever and whatever. He's actually very delicate. So for him to suddenly get a cold and get OTCs over the counter meds, which I detest, that's un that's not an unusual for him. So this is a deviation. This woman didn't get sick. She didn't have a delicate stomach or a delicate disposition. And so this is very unusual. So let me go to the source, Dr. Lyle D. Burgoon, toxicology expert, president and CEO of Raptor Farm and Tox, a fellow of the Academy of Toxicological Sciences and star of the Critical Science Podcast. What about it, Dr. Lyle? You know, it's it's really it's really interesting because, yeah, you know, I, I I agree about you know this behavior is really strange. You know, everything here is just really really strange. I'm talking about the tox labs. Tell me about the tox labs. Yeah. What do you do with the medical examiners? I know that answer, but as compared to what would have been done at the hospital? You know, it, w the the difference is going to be usually the hospital is looking for you know, common drugs of abuse and they're looking for alcohol and things like that. Basically they, they want to know what's going to interfere with any drugs that they might give you in the hospital. When you go to the medical examiner's office, they're going to be running for, you know, again, all the drugs of abuse, but they're also going to be looking for other things that are typical poisons. They're going to be looking for rare chemicals as well. Uh, they might do uh, what we call an untargeted analysis. They might, you know, pay a lab to just say, you know, just go out and try to find anything that's in this blood that looks weird. Um, you know, sometimes they'll do that. And that's, you know, uh, it's pretty common because they're trying to figure out why did this person die? Is there something in their blood? You know, did they eat something that wasn't right? Um, and, and so that's, that's going to be the biggest difference. So Charles Kelly joining me, very well-known investigative reporter and anchor KTTC News. Charles, how quickly... After Betty dies unexpectedly in the hospital, did the husband want a sudden cremation? Uh, they said it was it was almost immediately. Uh-uh. The last thing on my mind when I was in the room when my dad passed away was, oh, dear, let me set up the funeral. What time should it be? What day should it be? Who's going to write the obit? I couldn't even think about that. All I could think about was him, and he wasn't going to be with me anymore. Same thing with Keith. 
And this guy's like got a head of steam for a cremation. Okay, Dale Carson, I can't believe you break in on the toxicologist. But now I'm getting some circumstantial evidence and you suddenly go quiet. Well, I'm just, you know, when you ask somebody to cremate immediately, that's the first red flag. The second is the obit that explains precisely what killed the person in some kind of medical ease. And that's extremely unusual. So the red flags start piling up. I'm going to jump in on Dale now, too. Who's that? It's Robin. I, I'm, I'm literally staring at the obit, too. I, I'm, I'm with Dale on this. This obit really stuck out to me. Uh, please tell me what about it is, is really sticking out to you. And I also want to talk to somebody about cremation because that gets rid of all your evidence. If you don't have the right labs, it's over. In, in the obit, it says... Following a sudden onset of autoimmune and infectious illness. Yep, controlling the narrative. Come on. You're so right, controlling the narrative. And, and so it's interesting here, Nancy, with this obit, even when he, because he wrote the obit, it says it in some of the documents. And so down further, he actually, he's, she is survived by her fur baby, Sir Crumpet, her husband, Connor, not like loving husband or anything like that, and so many special friends and loved ones. So if he wrote it, he actually omitted the the um, mother who she actually had a very close relationship with. So it's it's a very stale obit. And he put the dog first? Yeah, listed the dog first. And also, all the condolences are a lot more heartfelt than the actual obit. Who is this speaking? Is that Robin Drake? Yeah, it's Robin. Robin Drake. But, You're right. <laughs> I hear Karen Stark. Jump in, Karen. Well, Nancy, the, in addition to the fact that this obit is so bizarre, none of her friends or family knew that she had this rare disease that he decides he's going to list, this autoimmune disease. And so right away, people were suspicious because it didn't make any sense. I'm sure the mom is like, what autoimmune ailment? What, what are they even talking about? Charles Kelly, tell me some more about her obit, please. Yeah, so I actually spoke with some of her close friends and previous colleagues and asked them if they thought it was suspicious. You know, they said she seems very healthy from what they knew, but they just they didn't really question it because I think they're in so much shock. And they said that it, they didn't talk deep enough about their health issues that they wouldn't have known if she had this autoimmune disorder. But to them, and there are other doctors too, saying she was a healthy person overall, always living life to its fullest. So I also think what's interesting is one of the best friends I was speaking to told me that she has a very close sister and she's not listed in the obituary at all as well. No, I'm looking at the photo that was posted on her online obit. It's of her and a pair of cutoffs. The ocean is behind her, and she's looking up over her shoulder lovingly at her husband. I'm rereading the obit, and you're absolutely correct. Survived by her fur baby, Sir Crumpet II of Mulberry, her husband Connor, and so many special friends and loved ones. Not even mentioning uh, her actual family, her blood relatives. You know, I, I'm I'm curious, Charles Kelly, did he already have the obit written? That is not confirmed. We we are not sure if he had that already prepared, but we know that in the reports that he wrote it. I remember that was one of the worst moments of my life, sitting around the kitchen table with my brother and sister trying to write my dad's obit. Guys, what more do we know? Listen. Friends of Betty Bowman began reaching out to investigators. An adult female friend of Betty Bowman told Detective Kendrick of the Rochester Police Department that she had texted with Betty Bowman on August 16th and that Bowman told her she was sick and was at the hospital and things were going downhill. The friend told the detective that Betty Bowman was a healthy person. According to the criminal complaint, the friend also told the detective that Connor Bowman had attended pharmacy school, worked in poison control in Kansas, and was currently in medical school. Betty Bowman had told others that Connor Bowman was so much in debt that they kept separate bank accounts. Connor Bowman told a female friend that he was going to get $500,000 in life insurance as a result of Betty Bowman's death. Bowman also told her that Betty Bowman was suffering from HLH. $500,000. Wait a minute. Charles Kelly, investigative reporter and anchor KTTC. Why was he in debt? From his pharmacy school and from those years of school, the, the money racked up. But it's interesting that he would talk about the life insurance money that he's getting after his wife 
has just passed away unexpectedly. $500,000 and the only debt was from school? Uh, I'm not sure from the from the report if there was more to it than just his loans from school or if there was other other reasons behind that. There's got to be more, and I'll tell you why I think there's more. Uh, I had so much debt. I went to law school on student loans. It took me 10 years to pay them off. I wrote the check 12 times a year for 10 years. And I remember the amount, $177.11. In fact, I didn't even know the loan had ended. And I sent one check too many and they sent it back to me. So he could easily have done this through loans. Did he have a double life? Why did he have so much debt that he was bragging about a $500,000 life insurance policy. And I'm curious, when did he take that out? But there's more. Listen. The University of Kansas was able to locate Internet searches conducted by Bowman on their device and network. Kendrick was told that Connor Bowman was researching Colchicine. Colchicine is a drug used to treat gout. During his time answering calls on the poison line, Bowman had not received any calls regarding Colchicine. Neither had any other employees answering calls on the poison line. So he actually manned the poison line while he was in med school at Poison Control. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Dr. Lyle Bergoon, toxicology expert. What is colchicine? And is that a normal job for someone in medical school to work at poison control? So I'll answer the second question first. It, it's, not, it's not completely unusual. Different states have different rules about um, who can work as a poison uh, specialist. Typically, you have to be someone who's licensed. So uh, he may have been a pharmacy tech. Um, that's actually a pretty common thing for people who are aspiring to go to medical school is they become pharmacy techs or they become EMTs. And then um, if they have that kind of a background, they can sometimes work as a poison specialist. Um, 
but to your your first question, um, colchicine is, is an interesting chemical. It's a it, it's a plant derived uh, drug. It's um, been around for a long time. It, it's considered one of the more ancient drugs, um, and it's been used to treat gout for a very long time. Um, what's interesting about colchicine, though, is how it works. It actually gets into your cells. And in our cells, we have like um, think of them as as rails. Uh, like train rails. So we have these little railways and one of them is called tubulin. And tubulin moves proteins around from one side of the cell to the other, but it also helps cells move. So immune cells actually crawl through your body. It's kind of neat. Um, and once they get into an organ, they're just crawling around. Well, if you if you take colchicine, that railway stops. And so now there's no way for proteins to move across the cell, but the cell itself also can't move. And so uh, it also for cell division, uh, tissues like our intestines, our mouth, you know, the, the, the mucus lining of our mouth, our nose and stuff like that, those, those mucus linings are constantly being replenished. But um, if you take colchicine, it stops cell division. So your cells stop dividing and then you don't replenish these things. And so that's actually what gives you like the GI distress, the gastrointestinal distress, stuff like that. Interesting that you said it was an ancient drug. It's been around forever. I wonder if that is part of the labs, the standard labs that are run at the medical examiners and the hospital. Are they or are they not, Dr. Lyle? It's it's not entirely standard to look for colchicine. Uh, you, would, you would probably have to have some suspicion like, um, you know, somebody's coming in for food poisoning and then they die, you know, you're going to be saying, well, okay, what drugs are going to cause you to have some kind of GI distress? It's not a really large list. It's mm-hmm. you know, your anti-cancer drugs and colchicine. Someone may know the hospital, neither hospital nor ME is going to look for colchicine in their standard lab work. Okay. But then there's more. Listen. Some of Connor Bowman's internet searches seemed really out of place. Police found internet searches about the drug colchicine and determining what a lethal dose would be by entering his wife's weight. The fact that Bowman talked to death investigators about the toxicology test being done on his wife seemed out of place as well. The drug he researched, colchicine, was listed on the autopsy report as the cause of death, the toxic effects of colchicine. Okay, Charles Kelly, do I understand this correctly? Her husband, Connor Bowman, researched colchicine and how much as it related to her body weight? Yes, he even was converting her body weight to kilograms and multiplying that in order to uh, measure out the uh, the dosage rate in milligrams per kilogram for colchicine. Okay, right there, Dale Carson. What more do I need to take this to a grand jury? Just tell me, do I need anything else? You need a corpus delecta. You got that. Well, okay, what? You mean, I've got a dead body. There you go. There you go. I've got a dead body. She's dead. How do you think she's not dead? She's dead. We've been talking about it. I, I was just saying you do have that. Okay, my question to you was, what else do I need? Do I need anything else? You need a confession. Don't need a confession. Good gravy, man. Where did you go to law school? Del Carson, I've, I've prosecuted many cases without a confession. I don't expect the defendant just lay down and let me drive over him. Am I giving me a confession? You don't need- man, I, I need to school you. Who's jumping in? Is that Karen Stark? Yes, it is, because the confession is, if you look at his internet searches, there's, in some ways, that's him speaking. How can such smart people do such stupid things like leave a trail a mile wide? Well, okay, not just that, but I can tell you the day David Eugene, yes, that's his middle name, Lynch looks up VPN, a private browser. Oh, yeah, fur is going to fly. Listen. Connor Bowman also accessed a search for the corrected question from VPN to VPN. VPNs are secure methods of web browsing and can be used by those who are trying to hide their online activity from law enforcement. Bowman was also searching sodium nitrate. Sodium nitrate can be used to limit oxygen transport through the body. There was then a Google shop page for various vendors selling sodium nitrate. Okay, a Google shop 
page, Charles Kelly, for sodium nitrate. Is that correct? Yes. That is exactly what is stated in the criminal complaint. Dr. Lyle Bergoon, what is sodium nitrate? Sodium nitrate is a chemical that's commonly found in fertilizers, actually, and it's extremely water-soluble. What do you mean it's extremely water-soluble? You mean like you could put it in a, a big, fat Slurpee? Uh, yep, you could. You could put it in a big, flat, uh, fat Slurpee. You could put it in a... You know, uh, whatever it is that you want to drink, it, it'll it'll go in really easily. I'll tell you what, the day that I catch David Lynch looking up sodium nitrate is the day I call a divorce lawyer. Okay, just the cherry on top. Listen. The medical examiner determined the cause of death of 32-year-old Betty Bowman to be toxic effects of colchicine and the manner of death, homicide. Law enforcement executed another search warrant on Connor Bowman's residence. Officers located a receipt for a bank deposit of $450,000. You know, Robin Dreek joining me, behavior expert, former FBI special agent and chief of FBI counterintelligence behavioral analysis program. I have found, and I, I don't have the right psychological terms for it or psychiatric terms, that people that kill for money, for a pecuniary gain, are a whole different animal. There's just a whole different psychopathy in planning a murder for money. Yeah, and and he's fitting the pattern of people that poison um, people for money, for gain. He's got a sense of inadequacy, most likely spoiled, self-centered. It's, it's, it's a rare form of murder, one of the rarest, but it fits a pattern when we're talking about patterns of behavior like we have been. It fits a pattern from his background, from his pharmacy side from working at the Mayo Clinic. And now we see a pattern of behavior of internet searches. And when you combine that all together with trying to control a narrative, trying to dispose of a body before there can be toxicology, it's all fitting what we're observing. And it's a, it's a sad, tragic thing. Charles Kelly, KTTC, is it true, I learned this according to friends, that divorce was imminent? Why were they getting a divorce? Do we know? All we know is that they were having marital issues and were talking about a divorce following fidelity and a deteriorating relationship. That was from uh, a call that was given to the medical examiner's office from a female that's identified in the police report. So are there claims of infidelity? Is that what you just said? Yes. That's what the, the female who called the medical examiner's office said. Who allegedly was cheating or were they both? That, that is unknown. Well, it's pretty clear that it, that it was her with a guy that was texting back and forth with her during the proposed divorce. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble because I have guys texting me all the time, particularly Wilson, our managing editor at Crime Online. Should we tell his wife? Let's don't. <laughs> just because, uh, Dale Carson, 2023, just because you're texting with a male colleague does not mean you're in an affair. I don't think it was a colleague, and it was a little more than just a Hold texting. on, Jackie is wildly waving a note at me. Connor was cheating? It was him? How do we know Connor was cheating? Who said Connor was cheating? The friend. The friend, the friend said, you know what, Dale Carson? I am taking you to school, young man. I am taking you to school. <laughs> so what? where does the case stand right now? Let, let me throw that to our friend at... KTTC, Charles Kelly, what's happening right now? Right now, uh, the Olmstead County attorney that I spoke with, they are currently charging him with second degree uh, murder in, with intent. But he said in order for them to charge for first degree premeditated, they, have, they would have to go to a grand jury if they decide that within a 14-day period. Boo-hoo. What's the problem with going to a grand jury? It takes about five minutes. This needs to be a death penalty case. Well, I mean, seriously? The man plans out a, a very painful death for his wife while he's allegedly having an affair? And, that, and she rides in pain? has dead necrotic tissue in her colon, has to have part of her colon removed, otherwise completely healthy, while he's looking up gout medication online and buying sodium nitrate? If this is not a death penalty case, what is? Who made that decision? Charles, who made the decision? Is this going to be a DP or not? Uh, we are not sure at the moment because the, off the attorney's office will decide if they're going to go with first degree, but they're just making sure if they do that, they have all their ducks in a row so they can 
prove that it was premeditated. Pretty clearly premeditated. Yes. Who's this speaking? I don't know. Couldn't be. Yeah. Yes. That, certainly. That's Dale. Dale. I mean, you're right. You've got all the internet searches. Gee, how do I kill my wife with culture chain or whatever it is? And then writes a crap obit to boot. Oh, yeah. We wait as justice unfolds. Goodbye, friend. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.